This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. We are I'm here. from Wellington, Florida. Yay, and I'm Emily Wood, also from Wellington, Florida, and you're listening to a special jumping edition of Horses in the Morning on Horse Radio Network for November 6th, episode 2052, brought to you today by S Equestrian. Good morning, Horse World. Oh my God. Yeah. It's Tuesday. It's top-class show jumping uh, at the very best. Every horse is different, and you've got to be able to understand and read each different horse. Remember, we're looking for those clears in this round to go forward to the jump off. You can't ask for anything more. It's just pure theatre. First Tuesday of every month, it's Jumping Day, my favorite day of the month. We have Miss Caroline Hothart is back with us today. Thank you, Caroline, for joining us. You're welcome, Emily. Sorry, I had a time if my phone goes out. I know we're going to fix the sound, uh, but for next month for sure, um, we're going to get our microphone. Sorry, we couldn't get it done this month. So, but Caroline is here. She's been so great to come the last few episodes and help us go through all these listener questions, which are awesome. We love them so much and it's great for us. It gets us thinking too. I mean, it's like, we're like helping answer the questions, but we're also like becoming better trainers and horsemen. It's good. It's therapeutic. We love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're so glad that we've been able to continue with that. And this month we did actually book a guest as well. So we can go through, we're going to meet Ashley Glicka, who has a great business model that she's been producing here Gosh, just the last couple of years, she's really developed into a pretty big business here in Wellington. So she's going to be very fun to hear, um, and she can encourage any new professionals that are interested in taking on that task. So we'll hear from her later. And then uh, after that, our listener questions. So excited. So Caroline, you're, well, I guess we kind of have a little bit of a day off today, which we switched it up. Um, we're used to having sort one of, day but off. not really. Yeah, yeah, you know, not really. We're going to go ride later. But, uh, well, we but, still have to ride, do stalls, go feed the babies, and- Oh my gosh! Best part sure, of the day, it's a day off. We'll call it that. I, I, I know. Sounds, but yes. Yeah. Day no. Off. So excited. It's a day off. Well, at least we're here. <laughs> we're on the radio. We're going through our questions, which we love. So, so this is good. And you now, Caroline. You call been, has uh, been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. What? Seven. Are you there? Hello. Are you there? Okay. I. I. My. My mic actually cut out in a minute. So, yeah, tell us about your month uh, since last uh, time we all checked in here with with uh, the radio. You've been coming back off of kind of a, an injury and doing pretty well. well we both have. but We I both think that, have. We yeah. both have herniated discs in our neck. You know, I guess we are slowly coming back, probably doing more than we should be on the horses. For sure. Uh, but, but For yeah. sure. Yeah. We, uh, I actually did go to Ashley Glico's open house which was very fun. So she's going to have a lot of good things to say 
but yeah, yeah. no, that'll be uh, fun too, for sure. Yeah, I wasn't able to go to that, but um, so we'll be able to hear from her. And then you really, but, but mainly back to your injury though, I thought that was really helpful to share with people. If you do have a herniated disc, which is very difficult with oh, riding please and jumping. do not let a neurologist talk to you in the surgery. That is no longer the only option. You can be pain-free and sick without cutting you open for sure. Just go to a chiropractor and get spinal decompression. I've talked you into doing it. I know. I didn't know. I mean, and, and people may be walking around with, with injuries without really knowing. I mean, we're kind of a tough crowd. Uh, or I think like they call us crazy, actually. How could you know? Right. How <laughs> yeah. Could you know? I went to the chiropractor and they did an MRI and an x-ray to get started. And yeah, I mean, I've got three herniated discs in my neck. <laughs> I didn't know. Nothing, nothing happened. You know, I've been dealing with it. But um, it is. I think a lot of horse people can relate to that with the back issues, and they the lower back and the neck is for real, yeah. with, especially with us jumping and being yeah. tossed around and jerked every which way. It is. Uh, my doctor treats so many riders of the circuit. I just but, didn't know yeah. that it was an option to to get it, relief, it, and and so you're finally out. Yeah, I'm having relief. I jumped. What was it the other day? You yeah. were there helping me. Yeah, you were yeah. getting dragged around. has been okay. forwarded to an automated. Oh. You were getting dragged around, uh, trying I to do the three in the, in the two. I, I was like, she's getting uh, three. No, she's not. Two she's getting three. two, and she's pulling hard. <laughs> but that's I good. I was pulling really hard, and the next morning, zero pain. Yeah. And I am about two months into my treatment. Game changer. Anybody yeah, well, out there with any kinks or like, whatever issues you had a headache who would have known but a consistent headache like that yeah it's Final injury. double herniated disc <laughs> our call has been forwarded to an automated voice so, messaging so system says the doctor but i i guess that was the coolest thing in this last 30 days is to see you change i've known you for so long and we've done you know so much business together and every i, I know oh, you I as a rider my head i can wear mm -hmm. my helmet for hours it used to bother me just the weight of the helmet yeah, and there was no way I was getting gonna pull as hard as I had to the other day and be as strong as I was. So, yeah, it yeah. is a common problem. It is no longer a death sentence. You no longer are just gonna get pointed to fusing discs together or, uh, you know, bones. Hey yeah. guys. I wanted to jump in here quick. We're having trouble getting a hold of Ashley, and I'm going to keep trying to get a hold of her. So why don't we go ahead and jump in and do some of the questions first? Perfect. Okay. Okay. What we're going to do is yeah, we're going to have, we're going to have Caroline come over and hang out with Emily in the same room. So she, her sound is better because otherwise we're not going to hear her great advice. Oh and meanwhile, I, I will continue to try to I get hang over. my phone up. Nope. Just leave it set there. Just walk away and leave it be. Leave it in this room. Okay. I can't wait till we get Caroline's microphone. <laughs> That'd be awesome. See the yeah, one yeah. thing you can count on your cell phone to not do is make a phone call. I know, really. I know. I think Technology. we need to stop calling them cell phones and call them handheld data communication devices. Yeah, really. Yeah. Seriously, that's all they do. Yeah. Um, and and I'm sure we'll we'll get Ashley on. She's a hardworking girl. She she I was texting with her earlier this morning, and she's riding, 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 and trying to. Yeah, yeah, she's probably in a in a dead spot or some such. Yeah. But we will, we'll get her. She'll be there. But this is great. So we'll go through the questions because we we've got some really really awesome ones here. Um, well, Jen, it looks like maybe one of yours is first. <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> this is, uh oh. All right. So from Jen, here's our first one. We have, um, exercises for horses who are not forward enough to the fence. 
Ears pricked, never stops, just seems to want to go slow. This is great that this is your question, Jen, because we actually did. I didn't read that it was yours when we were going over questions earlier, um, but we had questions about your question. And so, <laughs> so now we can get to the bottom of this. So, Caroline, this uh, we were talking about. What our, One of our first questions was, does, does the horse, well, I guess we know that your horse does go out. Caroline had suggested. Oh, so I jokingly said, well, take it out in the field and it'll perk right up. It'll take you to the jumps. <laughs> right. But in all honesty, it really will. But Jen, you do that, don't you? Yes, Nigel, we don't jump in an arena. We don't have jumps in our arena. Um, yep. Yeah. Nigel's and he, he, he does perk up when he's out with a group of other horses. But when we're at home schooling, everything he does as a little putsy or if we're in an arena, like we go somewhere and I go in school over there, jumps in their arena. Um, he just like, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> He's just, there's not a lot of pop, not a lot of pop. Well, we had suggested, um, doing even like maybe make like a five stride line, mm-hmm. uh, or something, a long line and then allow the horse to trot in and then move up the line. Uh, and you can keep moving it out. Um, and also a trodden gymnastic we were discussing was really good, uh, to do the set it normal and then just start making a little bit wider. And if you have the availability for, with enough poles and stuff so that he's got to stretch and, and continue on, and then you can set another Well, and obstacle. you can set the poles wider too. The poles wider. And maybe like if sometimes horses will perk up if they see a lot of busy work. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you add placing poles all in between the, your long distances, they might be excited because it's more to look at right mm-hmm. or they might say or nah. they might say no <laughs> take your business elsewhere so you have to it depends on the individual but yeah. that that is a really good those so are good little if activities. if i set up a line so let's say i set up a five stride line will longer lines encourage forwardness more so than shorter so instead of set, doing a three stride line a five stride line is going to encourage more forwardness than a three would well, it also gives you more time because to, if your horse get is them going. that yeah. blah uh, within three strides, I it's not going to happen right away. But you can, uh, your goal can be to make it happen within two or three strides. But you definitely want to start with longer. Yeah, give them a little recovery yeah. time. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Good. All right. So, well, and then let us know how that works. And put on bigger spurs. And but, yeah, we were joking. <laughs> bigger spurs. Get a whip. wind straws (laughs) steroids i mean there's all kinds of uh things but i think that's the best way just but also if you're if you're a person that does live with the availability of a jumping field in all honesty i joked yeah but it really can make it interesting and make a horse want to get excited about jumping it definitely can change it agreed agreed so all right we'll keep us posted on nigel here and his um impulsion i will (laughs) Um, okay. So here's another one. We have Samantha Reeves asks, uh, gymnastics or exercises that don't require, oh, I love this. I love this question. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, Gymnastics or exercise that don't require a million standards or a degree in astrophysics (laughs) to set up, please bonus. If they can be set in a smaller indoor, given the season change, we are Queens of working with no equipment, Less equipment, bad equipment, broken equipment. Not even equipment. Making there are no equipment. equipment. We've made equipment. So this is kind oh, yeah. of perfect. We had a jump actually last year that our horses were all terrified of um, that was a child's slide. 
No, it was a car toy. Why? No, no, it was a. It looked like a car oh. on the side, but once it was dismantled. Oh, but, but it used to be a slide. But yes, you can. They should jump everything. They should always jump just whatever. Um, but we are our sort of uh, idea with these exercises here and the not so many poles and whatever. Uh, it depends how big and you know wide your horse is comfortable jumping. But we love those bl uh, blue barrels or you know like those. In a pinch, you can make yeah. any kind of obstacle a standard. A yeah. barrel, uh, a block, a brick, you know, yeah. you know, depending on how high and what all you want to do. Yeah, so the, the, the uh, barrels are awesome because you can use them as standards and rest. You can make a or big X. Or you can lay them down and, and jump they them better jump as them as barrels. barrels. <laughs> yes, all of those. Um, <clears throat> but with the gymnastics, honestly, you get so much out of bounces or even just what we did the other day yeah right what was that that was it like was three rails and three rails, you know blocks, blocks basically we built three bounces because you're activating the front end and the back end boom boom up down you know you're it's it's re repetition and um, we just put the middle element up, up to like a vertical and yeah. that is the simplest most effective way i think, I think that's probably the least amount of poles and most it's, effective it can be and you can as, train a grand prix horse like that yep and you can use as thousand less times through the bounces. three poles minimum. Yeah, you could basically do Down that with three, three poles, poles and like six cinder blocks. Yep. Boom. Oh, cinder Done. blocks are excellent. <laughs> yeah, they are. Because they're really heavy <laughs> weight. They don't blow away. Them. They don't tip yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah. And they've got the holes in them so you can even stack them and, and put the rail in between, mm -hmm. uh, you know, or, you know, through the hole. Yeah. No, they they, they it's, it's cool to have a big course of jumps. Love it when I go ride places. Love going to the horse show and seeing it all. But it's absolutely unnecessary at home. You can you just you just have to re repetition front end back end work the stifles work the front end. Well, and it teaches them to just jump whatever. Just in front keep of going. Them. Yeah. I don't care if it's a barrel or a cinder right. block or like real poles or show. Or the police on swall. Like <laughs> giddy up. <laughs> all, right, next question. all right. So next question. Um, we have Sam Dorney. I've seen a lot of horses break down when they should still have a long riding life left. How can this be prevented? What training practices can lead to career ending injuries or early retirement? How can I increase the longevity of my horse's career? My boy is only four, but I'd love to still enjoy riding him into his twenties or even dare I say thirties. Well, number one, if it's a hot horse, do not lunge it to death. That will wear and tear on their legs. Ding, 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 uh, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, just maintain the feet, the balance. We talked about this because we have a lot of horses that are barefoot, but foot I balance. Barefoot. We like barefoot a lot, but obviously not all horses can live barefoot. So you've got to be on top of a proper farrier that can very quickly cripple a horse if you do not have the feet right. Biggest, biggest reason, Huge. you know, for, for mm -hmm. breakdowns, unsoundness, feet. Uh, it's feet, you know, it affects the whole body. Um, it affects the balance of the horse. You know, you really need to keep your, the balance in mind, which is why we love those bounces. The angles from bottom up. Yeah. If you're jumping your horse, you want, I would rather spend the extra money on a good barrier. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, even a the one horse <laughs> yeah. that we are dealing with now. With right, right, right. Yes. And yeah. it can quickly just destroy. Yeah. And, and inside a few months, there, there's a horse that we had actually sold um, and it ended up coming back uh, 
with with client whatever. Yeah, but but while it was off and out and about, uh, only for gosh, maybe four or five months. I mean, the change in the horse's feet was shocking. And I rode the horse before. Um, she and it left, did go on sound. and then she, and yeah, she did go on sound and everything. But it was just proof, you know. You're just like that. That's the most important thing. It's horse management is the majority of what you're doing here. The riding is like 10%. Yeah. You know, the training is awesome. You want to have good coaches and everything like this, but you're, you need to be a proper horse manager and it's the feet. It's the nutrition, the nutrition, you know, just be thoughtful. Like the if teeth, you're a jump, the teeth, you know, teeth like are, you're a manager, you have to think of yourself as an athlete manager, um, give them quality of life versus riding them to death and being all about, uh, rigid training. Mm hmm exercises you know like enjoy your horse absolutely if you want it from four to 30 enjoy it and treat him good like a child well and, and then there's also the um well a good child a good a child. Bad child if it's a bad child then um the the other thing uh to take into consideration also is um what your breed of horse you have the yeah. size of the horse what the horse has done in the time for example um this horse that we're discussing here uh, Sam's is only four. So what is his breed? Is he done growing yet? If he's a big, big old warm blood, like we're dealing with not even close, you know, you got years left of growth and development and joints closing. And you really want to factor that in for your young horses. The it's, big warm bloods, what they can grow till they're six to like seven. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Their chest can still be popping. Um, so, so you have to be thoughtful about that. Mm -hmm. If it's like a thoroughbred, then you probably are riding and starting to jump it. And so, yeah, then again, you're dealing with thoroughbred issues. Do not lunge it to death. Right. Be thoughtful. Their bones are finer than the warm bloods. Lunging over and over and over and not being thoughtful about the jump schools you do. Yeah, all the work. Uh, all of it. Because you need to do low impact consistent. You need to build up the the strength and, and bone density even, you know, with the concussion of the jumping over Road time. Road work. Walking Road on work. the roads is fantastic. That's awesome. Hard to surface. keep their tendons tight. Mm -hmm. It makes their bones much tougher. The road work's good. I try to work that in once yeah, at least you're once really a week, good about not that twice a week and <clears throat> it helps the fitness mm -hmm. helps the legs everything so the i would work that in everything yeah. yeah absolutely so it's the whole thing but yeah you got to think of yourself as a um an athlete manager and let us know are you riding your horse into his 30s right exactly <laughs> Down the road. No, i do want to follow up on this yes <laughs> all right uh, shall we shall we go on to the next one Let's see here. Let's let's do one more. And while you're trying to get getting that one taken care of, I'm going to see if I can't get a hold of our guest, Ashley, see if she's off of her horse yet. Okay. Yeah, she should be about it. But, um, I have to say partially it's my fault because I did tell her that it was going to be probably after 10, 20. And then I texted her and she was already on a horse. So I, I share some responsibility. I think we'll get her. <laughs> um, about this one? So this, oh, yes, easy, huh? this is a good one. Okay. So this is actually, um, well, oh, this is Elizabeth York's question. Okay. Uh, here's one for Emily, if you're still collecting. Yes. Um, exercises for teaching, ooh, good, flying yeah. changes, especially when said horse is very content <laughs> to counter canter and definitely and not inclined to change leads under saddle, which I think they love for lower level dressage. Yes, um, and so I've come they to find out. They don't want the auto change. Right. Uh, but has no problem doing changes in his field. That's always fun. Yes. They like to show off, you know, when they like to. Oh, they move better in their field. Yeah. Too. And, and All they're, of they're looser. So that's, so that's really good. And, and a little bit like the other question, though, you kind of have to evaluate the age of the horse, yep. what, it, what his training has been. Um, 
your lead change is a symptom of correct balance. So if we have somebody who's on the forehand or who's, you know, heavy, they're, they're not going to, I would always be start able to with step poles. on. Yep. For sure. With the poles. easiest place to start it to, to like kind of get them to, Hey, this is what I need you to do. Activate the stifle. Can you yep. do it over a pole? If they can, then they definitely can do it. And it might just take a while. I'll keep figuring over one pole. Yeah. Start with. Yeah. The pole is really good. You can put it a little bit more into the corner of the ring. Sometimes I'll even put double poles yep. like next to each other. So they're not raised, but there's at least two because you, what they're not doing is they're not rocking back and they're not, you know, activating their hind end to step they're up. They're not stepping under themselves. Mm -hmm, exactly. And, and so, so if you have to push up to a Cavaletti size at the that's beginning, okay if too. you really are counter cantering after the pole mm -hmm. too, bump it up to a Cavaletti and really kick with your outside leg and get that those hind legs activated. Yeah, for sure. Um, and depending on the horse, if you can get the balance correct, um, power is is important. I know I know correctly we would like to you know, rock back and move over and get the perfect back to front change. Like that's later in life. Right. Like but that's first the thing changes. we don't know. Is it a young horse? Right, right, right. Uh, well but, he's green because he's not doing them. Right. So or, however old he is. It could be old off the track thoroughbreds yay ashley we got you yes I'm here. Welcome, oh, to the welcome to the show thanks for taking time out for us thank you for having me i know you're so busy i uh, i'm sure you're teaching and riding and and going like crazy so thank you again for the time absolutely yes it was it worked out great no problem at all well, so I thought it would be fun, Ashley, to have you on um, and, and talk a little bit about your business because it has really grown tremendously. Um, Ashley, just mo you moved down here uh, from New York not so, so long ago, I think, just quite a, yep. a handful of years. Um, and yep. and I, I've watched your business grow. It's been really, really great. It's all the different clients, different levels and everything. I thought, and, and you're young, I thought it would be just really great to share with our listeners your experience, how you decided to start the business in what way your business model was and uh, just offer some advice uh, for pe for young pros, young people maybe wanting to start their business or even looking for a good business because um, uh, you've really, you've really found a way to do it on all different levels with the kids, with yeah. the showing and the development, the mm -hmm. sales and everything. So well, fill us in a little bit on your background if you can for our, for our listeners, your hunter jumper yeah. girl. Yep, Hunter Jumper Girl. I'm actually from Buffalo, New York. My mom was a professional hunter rider, so I grew up always in the barn, catch riding all variety of horses, um, track horses, warm blood, quarter horses, you name it. So I really grew up in the sale environment, and then I did a lot of showing on the circuit growing up from the pre-children, children's hunters, equitation, and then started doing some of the jumpers before I aged out. And one winter, my mom took me down here for my first time to show. And I really, you know, just saw this lifestyle and this, this way of being with the horses. And I knew from 16 years old, 17 years old, I wanted to be here. This is where I really knew we were going to start something. You know, it's the, uh, the highlight of this country, Wellington. So I thought, let's pack our stuff up. When I was <laughs> 19, two horses, some stuff to sell. And just went on our own. My fiance and I, um, you know, we paid for a shipper to get the horses down, rented an apartment, and I started as a groom for two years here and sold my horses that I brought. 
and then did some exercise riding, catch riding with some barns here. And after that, I started a little lesson program. And it's just been, a, you know, stepping stones over the last, I've been here five years, four and a half years, five years. So really just climbing the ladder from the bottom up. And it's just been rolling and rolling and it keeps, keeps going. It's unbelievable how fast. Like you said, how fast and just the quality of horses I'm working with. It's awesome. It's really, really cool to see it. Yeah, it really is because it hasn't been all that long. And it's a, it's really, I think, encouraging and inspirational for other people who have a dream, a passion, that like to walk yeah. in a direction. I mean, that takes a lot of sort of uh, faith and determination to pack up all your stuff yeah. and bring two horses Thank like you. down and, yeah, and, and just it was, do it. Really but mm-hmm. But you kind of need that, don't you think, in, in this business? You've got to have that attitude. You've got to be positive and keep pushing towards your goals. Yeah, you have. You know, there's, it's a very cutthroat business. If you don't hold your composure and stick to your guns, people are going to chew you up and spit you out. So you really need to stay, you know, faithful to your thought and what you think is right and just keep going for it. It's really the key for sure. Not and, letting anyone else break down. Yeah. And it is hard. And, uh, you know, for it is, it's a hard, a hard business and it's, a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of longevity in it, you know, like you're, you're yeah. you have to kind of build your reputation and it's going to stick with you. Yeah. And for it's a long mental, time. physical job, you know, dealing with different people, different emotions, um, different types of riders, nervous riders, stronger riders, you know, weaker horses, stronger horses. It's really, it's like you're an in-house therapist also horse trainer all in one so you really have to hold yourself together <laughs> there's no you know oh yeah <laughs> no for sure for sure and you can, I do primarily the sales and I, I ride you know for yes. sales deal for dealing yards yes. um and not so many clients uh and I, I see yes. you at the horse show and I've done it you know because I had a big business uh actually in Dallas for years and, and did all the clients and wow. stuff but you you're working hard girl yeah. I can tell you that and you're juggling you're good at juggling you got the clients, sales horses, a lot of hats, a lot of hats. But that's why I, I thought it would be so great to have you on and really go through kind of your process here because it's just really, it's very encouraging, I think, for for young people to, to yeah. see that it's possible. You can just yes. pick a direction and, and really stay true. And now your direction, your idea, your sort of um, passion to start this business down here, is it, was your, your, your end goal kind of where you're at now, not end goal, but you know, you're, you're, you wanted to have yeah. clients, you wanted to have sales sources, kind of all of the different facets of a hunter yeah. jumper business. Yep. So when I grew up riding with my mom, I also, then my junior years, I rode with Susie Shelkoff at SBS farms with Jennifer Alfano. And I saw the business that they were running and I really admired all the things that I learned and was watching the way, you know, they took care of their equipment, the way they took care of their horses, the way everything was turned out. And ever since I was younger, I've always wanted to imitate that lifestyle. So yes, in the longevity of me coming here, that's this where I'm at is where I've really wanted. This is what my, my vision was of this, you know, having the barn, the, the big barn we have now, the good quality horses, having the stalls at WEF, a full setup at WEF, that's, you know, that's insane. That's exactly where I wanted to be. You're right. That's what I thought. And that's what we've been working at. And it's, it's happening. It's sure. happening for sure. And I think it's so interesting because you had that, that passion and that dream. But as you said, you came down here and you groomed, 
you know, for, yeah. for two years, for you didn't two and a half start. Years, yeah. yeah. I, and even when the times it was hard grooming, you know, going in at seven or six 30 and I wasn't going to ride. And I knew that day I was just going to be mucking stalls, cleaning tack, tacking horses for the, the trainers and the riders that I didn't get mad about. I took it in as I'm learning how these trainers want the horses prepared, how these trainers want their tech taken care of everything that, how that person would like is I could, you don't get mad if you have to muck and you got to clean, you just do your job and you go, you know, and you go home, you ride your horses and you work a little later with your horses. And then the next day you go back, it's the same. You can't get sad about not being in the, the star, the, the spotlight right from the beginning. You have to put your hours in. You know that too. With oh yeah, your level, you can't just expect to come in a place where you're a small fish in a big pond and think that you're going to stand out. You got to really take it easy and just work your way up. It's a long ladder, but it it happen. It can happen if you stay with it. Yeah, and the attitude. I think that's such an important important thing that you touch on and you are like that um for sure your your attitude is contagious very positive and you really you don't always see that so much in our younger professionals um they're right. not willing yeah. to do it they're not willing to pick up a pitchfork mm-hmm. i mean i i clean stalls every day you know like i sure, have horses yeah. ta- tacked and waiting for me at some places i ride and then when i come back to my place like i'm scrubbing water buckets cleaning sure. some stalls you know like it's you you have to and it and it does all go together. I think that's why you're a good horseman too. You're well, well-rounded because you have that, um, sort of like positive attitude to accept all of it, which I don't, I'm just not seeing a lot of it out there these days. No, I agree with you on that. Um, I am not seeing that so much either yet, whether they're young amateurs or just the older juniors or, you know, young professionals now, and it's, it's becoming that way. And it's, there's not a lot of us left. I guess uh, some, you know, there are some out there. I can't rat. I can't say yeah, there aren't, but there's some for it's sure. Not, it's common. It's not well, common. And maybe they don't, you know, they, they, maybe they don't have a good example to understand, you know, yeah. like somebody like yourself inside four and a half, five yeah. years has been able through positive attitude and, and mm-hmm. just commitment to be able to start yeah. something to the level that you have, which is very impressive right now. Like you're saying, you're able to go to the horse show at WEF. You've got clients yeah. showing, and, you know, like yeah. we said, you moved down here with nothing and started grooming yeah. to work your way up. I mean, grooming. that's how it Work's goes. Way up. And now, you know, two, last year, two years ago, we bought a big horse trailer. Like there's a lot of, you know, it all, ta- it all comes together. You can't just expect in one year you're going to come down or wherever you go or if you stay home, wherever you work out of, uh, you know, you're going to get all this stuff in a year. It's really, you got to pick and choose what you the necessities are and what you know, will help you now, what will help you in the long run. So it's, it's been really a great journey for sure. It's been really fun. Yeah, I know it's fun to watch and, and it's going to continue. Um, and you have, I think is also interesting. A lot of these, uh, sort of entry level kids showing as well. Like you said, you started a small lesson program as you were building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so you're starting kids. Yes. Not so much at the beginner, beginner level. I only have a couple little littles that ride with me, but I have one exceptional 12 year old that was starting. She's from here. She started a little lesson barn and the last two years, her father started with lessons. And then they, this last year, leased the horse in the barn for the year, a nice children's hunter. And this past summer, this girl has shown me 
the most horsemanship I've seen out of a little kid. She is here every day except like Sunday and a couple of days a week. Rode all the horses, sail horses, ho- uh, young horses. She learned how to lunge with the Pessoa system. I mean, this kid is learning from the bottom up, and she's only 12 this year. She'll be 13 next. I can't wait to see her at 16 or 17 because I see that drive, that passion, and she's she's just there mentally. She wants it. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's really, yeah. Really That's, and that really is so so encouraging as a trainer too. I have a I have a couple kids. I've got two really good kids right right now that I, I help coach and train, and they don't. Yeah. The one doesn't live down here full time. She comes down for circuit, and, and I'm trying to help kind of mentor her a little bit. But but when you do see those kids with that drive, you're like, yes, like that's like you looking in a mirror. I'm gonna help you. You know, you want to help yep. encourage these these kids to to be able to to be more you know, well-rounded and more passionate more yeah. about the horse, horsemanship, all of it. Um, and then you have proper, it, everything comes together because the training gets crazy too. That was my other question. I'm curious because you're doing all this training yeah. and, and developing all these kids and horses and everything. What is your feeling on a mandatory like trainer certification program in this country oh. or even just workshops and things, you know, like what, how, what is your stance on that? Sure. So um, I followed up on that a couple of years ago. I was looking into just doing the trainer certification. And I think that it's, it's very strange that anyone can sign up and become a professional if they have no credentials. And at, and at our USAF right. where you can just... And endanger you know, somebody's life don't. by sending them in the ring on a 1,500-pound yeah. animal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't... So I'm... Um, I'm open to that with if there's a mandatory, you know, testing or workshops that you have to go to once a year or whatever it is, um, just to, or get some credentials. What's your record? What have you shown it? Have you, have you even had a USCF record or anything? Like there should be a little bit more than just, I wrote, I read Black Beauty and now I, I'm a horse trainer. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Which, okay, so it should be man. I know it is, we're laughing, but like, it's like the struggle is real. Like, it's like really yeah, probably yeah, go look true. at the lunging ring. Like you need to have a license to do yeah. that too. Um, yes, yes, yes. So if they're but not going to open to that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So if they could implement, I am too, I think they should definitely do it. And if they're not going to, which I understand, you know, there's, there's, you know, pushback and whatever, but you know, advice for a younger professional, somebody wanting to start a business, you can set yourself apart, uh, by doing that. Mm-hmm by going through the program and at least participating on that level, because we really do need to have more continuity between all of our training programs here. Yeah. It's just so, so different. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I did a little bit of a bar set. It's what now? I said just as so there could be a little bit of a bar set for everyone, you know, across the board. Oh, totally. So yeah. It's a- so different. I hadn't, I don't know if I've told you this or, or, you know, or whatever, but I normally in the summers I've been like the last gosh, like six or seven years, I go over to Germany for a couple months and I do their um, training certification, like through the FN wow. um, and I'll ride and, and stay over there and, and do work, work at a stud farm that's over there. Um, but I, it's so different, like joking, like you do actually need the license to lunge a horse in Germany. Like you have to do a course yeah. and like you learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, lunging is, you know, you can mess, mess a horse up by lunging, uh, incorrectly, yeah. you know, hastily, you know, frustrated mm-hmm. all of this. It's just so different. I'm so appreciative of that time going over there and learning that. But then I come back home and I'm just like, you know, we need, we need something like that or some, you know, even the way that you're conducting yourself and your business is very professional. And I know that you're implementing a training scale because it's pr- proven, you know, with all the kids that you're bringing up consistently. Um, but mm-hmm. we really, 
need something like that here. Yeah. And even like the, a lot of, I do teach a lot of beginner adults um, and some intermediate adults that want to, you know, invest in some really quality horses. But again, they, even though they're adults, they still have a, a true structured program. They can't just show up and ride. There has to be scheduled times. Um, you know, every day they're learning. They're not just hacking around. There's definitely a, a lot of a, a big formal scale here. Yeah, well, it's it's proven. And you all can check Ashley out. She's on Facebook. It's ATG Equestrian. And if you guys ever come into Wellington, you want to do some lessons or you're looking to yeah. come down and show, get in touch with mm-hmm. Ashley Glicka on Facebook, ATG Equestrian. And good luck, Ashley. We'll see you at the show. And thank you so much again for coming on. Your wealth of information. Yeah. Very inspirational. Really. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, stay in touch, girl. Continue on with your riding. We've taken enough of your time. <laughs> Okay, thank you guys. Have a good day. Bye, girl. Have a good day. Bye. Me too. Nice. Are you there, Caroline? Oh, yeah. we've lost Caroline. I'm sure she's just oh, she's moving back. across the room trying to get back to her phone. I know. Yeah. I, so <laughs> I got the, the mic, the headphones. Can you hear me? Yeah, there you go. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Kind of. Kind of, sort of. Not well. Well, that was good. I love Ashley's business model. It's very inspirational. Yeah. I love that. The fact that she created well, one, that she's, that's that set well, her up for success right there. Where she wanted to be. <laughs> like, I know. Who's where they want to in, in a short time. <laughs> I know. I we're know. Doing something wrong. <laughs> no, I mean, it, but no, we're, you, you're, it, we're doing the exact same thing. Because no, you're our, pictures, our picture is just a lot bigger. Yeah, yeah, it wanted, and it's geared yeah. towards different different things, not the client base and everything like this. But you know, no, the, but she is doing. You have to just because I did. Yeah. I had the pleasure of going to her open house, and I saw she has two arenas, a beautiful barn. I mean, the setup is great. Yeah, and she came beautiful here for me. Paddocks, it's all fully irrigated. That good. I mean, she is doing really well. She's doing really well, and it's hard work, determination, and not being afraid to just do whatever it takes. Pick up a pitchfork, pick well, up a broom. Well, to your point, the attitude, man. The attitude. I know. I know. Just it's like us. We still scoop poop. Oh, yeah. We're happy doing it. We do it with a smile on our face because we love the horses. Yeah, no, for sure. And then I know what they're eating and how much water they're drinking. I mean, oh, yeah, poop scooping is actually pretty important. I know people frown on it but like it's actually pretty important I want to know management no, yeah I want to know. know this one's not drinking enough water you know this one needs more oats this one whatever or what's um, coming out is some look right you know right I want to exactly. know everything that goes in that comes out on we're like everything poop brigade yeah like how could you manage the horse without that like really important piece of information i'm not sure it's important it's important well well that was great i'm so glad we got her got her on and we'll just have to keep tabs on her over circuit she just keeps growing i just love the story i I love her attitude i love the story had a setup at west how cool is that i mean the girl's been working hard yeah you know inside five years yeah that should be really encouraging to other people really in anything in your life you know if you want you got to go out and and take steps towards it right super encouraging and inspiring because she's doing in wellington it it, it doesn't doesn't matter where in the country you are if she can come down from where you say you said she was she was she's yeah like buffalo uh area yeah yeah she came down and had a goal and boom yeah doing it and took a risk you can you know came down a risk without the carpet laid out before her and and that's you know life lesson too for sure 
Um, well, that's great. So I think we're, we're, we'll keep tabs on her uh, for sure. And then for today, I think we actually have a couple more questions, which are my favorite that we can go through here. Shall we go through a couple more? Hey, uh, Emily. Yes. Why don't we take a quick break for a song? And that will okay. give that will give uh, your co-host the opportunity to get back over, so she has good sound again. Oh, poor Caroline! She's poor living Caroline. the rough life. She's getting I exercise know. this morning. We're gonna we'll take a little Jared Rogerson break, and that will give Perfect. get Caroline the chance to settle in and maybe get a cup of coffee. Perfect. from jared rogerson you can find his music at jaredrogerson.com i'm glad we made time for that and we're back with our questions and caroline has made it she has made the trek the commute <laughs> so she's 
she's here. Poor girl. I, she said, I don't have my mic. I'm like, you're right. We all got so busy at work. And um, yes, yeah, so we're doing it bootleg this time again. So we apologize. Uh, it will be streamlined for next time. But she is here so we can finish out our couple more here. What do we have? Uh, looks like two, two, maybe three here. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to start here with uh, Miss Jamie Jennings has a question. What age would you recommend an OTTB to start over fences? Okay, we did discuss this we one. We did discuss this at one. length. Um, I it's not think really about age. Yes, we've decided the, the age decision. is yes is not is not the is is not what needs to be focused on. It's the development of the horse. It's where they are. Well, it's if it's off the track, you've got to get its brain right first before you show it fences. It needs to be doing decent poles and and flat work without losing its brain because the track horses they if you do it wrong and don't be patient they will just lose their mind and what is your experience because you've actually done so many of these what yeah, is the time I, window you know are they like some of them come they're all quick? different they're, just they're all, all different. different you know behaviorally mentally uh a lot of them because the cross crossover is a little bit difficult I've always started with long lining over fences. Yeah, this is her next question. It's actually two questions, so oh. it kind of goes together. And when starting okay. a young horse is jumping so career, what is back. your routine or system? Exactly. So together, and and you're you're the OTTB queen. So so, so like us. because they're used to running, running, running on the track, and it's so different. You need to break it down like so simple. Like I would get them from the track, and I would just give them a moment to settle in, and then get right to it with lunging and long lining i would lunge with long lines because these are even if they've been on the track the majority of them that come off the track are going to be younger failures so they're still going to be young and just be very cautious and thoughtful treat even if it's off the track thoroughbred and it's seven or eight treat it like a baby yeah take your time and then when they're ready which is with all horses regardless of uh breed when they're mentally and physically ready to start jumping um personally i think you're a little bit like this too i like to start on the lunge on the lunge you know i don't need to be up there if you don't know how to jump same with the long lines (laughs) because you can control the outside as well as the inside of the long lines and that's why you can jump with the race horses that are coming off or very very young horses you can control like with reins without the danger of being on their back when you don't know and you can turn them around you can turn them around yes you can turn them around you can actually start horses over cross-country fences with long lines. I taught horses to jump in and out of water, up and down banks. Um, with long lines, even, like that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I basically I do that with the, um, with the lunge line, you know, with my jumpers. Like, if yeah. I'm teaching them, if you're jumping, like, your first, you know, like, 140 yeah. oxen. I would, if you're flat work, you have to have the basics down. So if they are comfortable doing poles and not running through them, I would bump it up to the cross rail. And if they can handle that, some of them, it's natural. And some, uh, Bobby, my old off the track mm-hmm. thoroughbred, he, just, he, took he to just took to it and he was doing the big jumps quite quickly for his time frame. So yeah. really, if they want to jump, that's a little different. It's natural, yeah, and they take you there. But I think sort of like... Um, well, and also, how long were they a track horse? 
Right, because how ingrained is that instinct? Is the behavior. But they're going to show you. It's going to be, um, obviously, you need to manage your horse as an athlete physically and make sure that the physical condition is is uh, okay to be jumping. Feet, weight, you know, muscle muscle like this, fitness. You know, you got to get them fit first. But mainly it's mental, in, in my it's opinion. So you know, you got to yeah. see, are they are they nervous? Are they are they anxious? Are they chomping at the bit? Are they showing you the whites of their, their eyes? Are they scared of something? You have to evaluate them case by case. They're like people. And with a young horse, it needs to be fun and it needs to be pleasant. And if they start having too many negative experiences, then it becomes uh, uh, so an anxiety. From the ground, from yes, the ground because slow. if you do have, if he, the horse makes a mistake, if you're not on top of it, it's so much it's better. Less traumatic, oh yeah. And they're more willing to come around and try it again. Yeah. It's I think simpler in their mind because oh, they don't sure. have the emotional stress of you disappointing you. Yeah. yeah. They just yep. sort of like make a mistake and karate trap the jump and then like come back. They don't <laughs> then have you like it. falling on their neck. Oh yeah. Woo! It's the a big extra problem. stress. Yeah. yeah it's, it's extra stress. So until I, I would just see what the attitude becomes and, uh, and just yeah, you start want to with preserve goals. suppleness at oh, all yeah. costs. If, if it you means can, going slow, yeah, take it backwards, slow. whatever. If your horse was a track horse for the full seven years or whatever, yeah. go slow. Yeah. Because their brains are <laughs> their brains are pretty well tuned. <laughs> That's good. Well, and Jamie does this running. quite a bit. She has she has a lot of uh a I lot love of them. That she's you, starting. You do, yeah. With the thoroughbreds, the off the track ones too, they're brave. Yeah. I've always had them have no problem jumping ditches, jumping waters, like never they're had just a problem. Gone. That's cool. Well, yeah. so Jamie will have to, to touch base with us and, and let us know how that's going. Cause I think that's probably related to her new horse oh, um, that we we're talking okay. about. We saw okay. um, the brown, the brown one. Or whatever yeah, 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 yeah. Baby okay. So good luck, Jamie good on, luck. on that and keep us posted. Baby okay. Group. So here's, yeah, I know we're like, we're, yeah, we've been talking about it for a while. Actually, that's probably him. <laughs> he, he's got to learn how to jump. Um, okay. So this is our last one here. We have Emily Parmentor asks ways ways to build a horse's confidence and focus towards a fence and prevent them from chipping in that's a good one too your mom likes them to chip in but for everybody that hates right. to chip in <laughs> yeah she's gonna hate me saying this but i'm not sure if she notices that she's chipping in she all doesn't. the time um <laughs> so but we'll just assume it happens she's not gonna it, pay attention yeah you know i mean it it depends how one is chipping in if the if the if the chip is coming from the horse example cantering to the jump forward impulsion not like nigel like another horse that's going going <laughs> forward and then he sees the jump and he sucks back out of either a spook you have to evaluate what he what he's coming back or is he is he sound is he, exactly is he predicting when he lands is it going to be painful exactly is he that's a lot of the chipping ones you see it yeah. and to be honest I kind of like that for the little kids. Right. I'm like, yeah. Oh, older, yeah. So older like a little older people. horse who doesn't want the long one. And they, you know, that's, so there's a place for that, but you have to evaluate why, how, and why what, is it? Yeah. Man? Yeah. And, and what your, what, what is your uh, trajectory with the horse? What is your plan? Um, if the horse is a young horse and uh, which it sounds like he probably is here, uh, we're building his confidence to come forward and not pat the ground with that little step. If it's a, uh, if it's a spook, or an just an inconfidence, which could be a strength issue, or, or just lack of experience. I think you kind of address it the same way all well, the time. Well, you kind of had this issue with Harry. The right. The dressage turned jumping horse, and you really had to work to get him to the jump in a smooth manner. Yeah, yeah, you're right, because he would go forward, yep. and then he would get nervous at the last moment. <clears throat> he would suck back. 
And so I actually started trotting jumps first. Um, and then that let him be a little bit softer to come forward and more confidence and trotting jumps is harder than cantering jumps because they don't ever really like get there just right. Excuse me. They kind of split their legs and they're like, Whoa, but you can do something little. Um, and then I would probably just stay on the same jump, same look and everything. So as to not add other variables into the equation here and then build from there though. So you want to put maybe a pole or you could do a little bit of a gymnastic, a trot in and make it a little bit wider. Or and start with wide ground lines. Wide if ground you, lines If you're not good. comfortable doing a, play, a proper placing rail because you're not sure of your distance, pull the ground line out. Yeah, that's probably the best place to start um, actually because if, if he's inconfident and maybe not have experience going through gymnastics, yeah, you can start with that, just building a little bit more of a substantial look. So explain, that explain what you mean by pulling the ground line out. If you have a little vertical, um, a little jump, you for, for green horses, you should definitely jump with ground poles on either side of the jump, or at least the takeoff side of the jump, because the horses are not super educated with the depth perception as to where they should leave the ground as they get up there. And so a pole on the ground as a ground rail, which would generally just be flush with the standards, the feet, the toes on the standards, or just right under a few, few inches rolled forward. Um, they are going to see that just optically. It's a lot easier for them to negotiate the depth of the jump, and then you can play with that. So with the ground rail that's on the ground, you can start rolling it out farther towards you, toward, you know, making towards your take takeoff side. Spot. Yes. yes. So, so, so ideally a ground line is on the same vertical plane as the rest of the vertical. And when you roll it out, you're rolling it towards the takeoff side, three inches, four inches, five inches, a foot. Is that what you mean? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. And it's not, you know, it's not brain surgery. Like okay. it, it doesn't have to be it's not specific. Exact. Like, cause it's not a set yeah. rail. Okay. Exactly. So when, when you have a ground line, um, what you don't want to do is you never have the ground line on a vertical plane on the landing side of the fence. It's always either directly underneath of the top rail or on the takeoff side. Is that right? No, you can have you can both, do both sides. Yep. But you, it's the same. It's if it's on the landing side, it's on the it's it's two rails. There's one rail on the takeoff side and one rail on the landing right. side. Because is, is that is that because that's what you refer to as a false ground line when the ground pole is further away from the horse than the highest point of the fence. That would Correct. be a false yeah. ground line, which is what you that's don't a want. Trap. Yeah, that's a trap. You don't want to you don't want to trap your horses. People will do that on purpose. Some of the bigger jumper riders to try to get get a rail and just keep the horses sharp. It's not fair. You you don't want to really trick your horse. They really can't tell no. where where they're taking off yeah. from if you if you have it off. You know, it, it shouldn't be offset. The fence yeah, and nothing in front. Then they they have no idea of like where they should take off because they're just seeing the pole yeah. on the other side. You really do need if you're gonna do back. You have to do you have front. to do front. You can do only front. But if you're going to do back, you have to do both. There and you the go. Back, Perfect. The, the back is kind of nice, actually, with the same situation, because once you teach him to leave 
I'd be comfortable from a little bit of a longer distance. You can also roll out the back rail just to and touch and teach him to cover, outside, which yeah. might help with your horse, uh, Jen, with Nigel, actually, with a little bit more impulsion because you can roll, roll the ground lines ground and make him stretch a bit. On both sides. Good idea. And encourage him to open yeah, up. Yeah, that could, that could be good for him, too. I wish there was a way then that we could recheck back in with everybody. Oh, I know. After all of the yes, <laughs> if they're working. Because, like, we love giving the the exercises and we do talk about it, you know, extensively before well, we get on. But we love provide, it. You know, if they want to yeah, check back in, hey, you know, I would love that. Like, that yes. would be cool. That would be Follow super up. cool. That's great. Follow up. Yeah, we're well, we, we have everybody's names. So when next month, when you post for questions, we'll make sure we put it, we tag everybody in the post that, that we yeah. read, that we did this month. That'd be awesome. That would be super cool to, to get more feedback uh, about how all these, how all these guys are doing. So we'll keep it up. Thank you all so much for these questions. We really enjoy it. And I hope it's helpful. It keeps us on our toes. It does. It does. It always does. And, and we'll get Caroline's mics sorted out for next month. Yes, please. I've done the uh, sprint across the house so many times today. I know. I know. Well, so we are going to be back next Tuesday. And you guys can check uh, next Tuesday. First Tuesday of next month. <laughs> Not next Tuesday. I'm joking. And uh, you can check us out online. It's Caroline Hothard on Facebook, Emily Wood. We're also ECE Equestrian, who is our sponsor, is our clothing line. You can check them out online, eceequestrianco.com. And we will be back next month. Thanks, guys.